0: Listeners, and welcome to the 1st of August 2018 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Hong Kong has a lot of public holidays, but none of them are in August. Today, August 1st, is National Spider Man Day in the USA, where people are asked to remember that with great power comes great responsibility. We in Hong Kong have a different kind of hero, one of my personal favorites, McDull. He has a heart of gold isn't very smart, and is ordinary in every way. However, he has big dreams. He's perfect and adorable, just like Hong Kong. In between watching clips of McDoll and dreaming our own big dreams this week, we'll be listening to this week's story from Joyce, who tells us about her journey from ordinary to extraordinary But before we go there, a moment's pause while we say thanks to our audiences in Hong Kong for tuning in and listening to our podcast. We are so happy to see so many listeners from our hometown listening to our stories. We are also tickled pink to see that we have regular listeners in Malaysia, Thailand, Slovakia, Belgium, New Zealand and Fiji. Thanks to you as well for your support. We have no show ourselves in August, but we do have a show coming up in September. Find details on the website at hongkongstories.com, where you can find information about all our shows, past podcasts, photos of our storytellers, and so much more. Have a rummage through at hongkongstories.com. Now, this story was told before a live audience at the Fringe Club in Hong Kong at our April 2018 show, with the theme, Face the Music. Here is a story from Joyce.
1: When I was 16, I had the best summer romance. No, I didn't kiss a cute, tall, blue-eyed boy. I fell in love with an Italian libertine from the 1700s. Don Giovanni was his name. I got a summer job as one of the youngest rehearsal pianists with the Victorian State Opera in Australia. I learned every note and every scene of Don Giovanni. My favourite rehearsals were called piano dress. Think of it, like a dress rehearsal. But the, class, the cast fully dressed up in their costumes with all the makeup and props on stage, but they were still only singing to the piano as the accompaniment. And when they sang, I felt the power of the piano reverberating through my fingertips as their voices amplified the hall. I was in heaven. But getting there was a long and slightly painful road. Three years before my summer romance, my family immigrated from Hong Kong to Australia. To help the 13-year-old Joyce garner the concept of work ethics, my parents deliberately tricked me into believing them that they only had enough money to pay for the first year of my private school tuition at a leading girls' grammar school. I was totally convinced that for me to stay at this school, the only way for me to stay at this school was to get a scholarship. Otherwise, I would have to move to a public school and end up working at Maccas after I graduate. No freaking way. I thought long and hard about my options. I could barely speak English, so the prospect of me getting an academic scholarship was next to zero. My only lifeline was to pursue a music scholarship. I had one month to sharpen up my secret weapon, the piano, the painful toy I had loathed for so many years, all thanks to Mrs. Ku, my Chinese-Indonesian piano teacher back in Hong Kong. I was six years old when I first climbed onto Mrs. Ku's piano stool. The room felt like an icebox, and smell of tiger balm. Even today, the smell of tiger balm still makes my stomach churn. (laughs) On that very first day at Mrs. Koo's school, as Mrs. Koo slipped a step stool underneath my dangling feet, she began reciting her rules to me that are still forever ingrained in me today. One, I must practice one hour each day. Two, I mustn't touch the songs until I had done 30 minutes of scales and technical studies. Anyone who has had piano lessons would probably agree with me that the scales were the worst. I hate, hate, hate scales. Three, if my performance at any lesson was deemed to be unsatisfactory, I would have to stay behind in her tiger balm ice box <laughs> and practice till I got it right. There was no going home. There was to be no dinner. I dreaded Saturdays. Every Saturday, I had to catch a bus and two trains to face the music at Mrs. Koo's. Any time I would muck up the rhythm, Mrs. Koo would help me count by slapping a long ruler on the side of her piano. Bang, one and a. Bang, two and a. Bang, three and a. It once landed on my wrist when she got totally mad because I could not for the life of me master single pater rhythm. While Mrs. Ku was the army sergeant type of teacher, under her guidance, I did march through my exams pretty quickly. I even skipped grades a couple of times. By the time I landed in that audition room for a music scholarship at Furban Grammar School in Australia, I finished grade 7 of the Associated Board of Royal School of Music exams. The stakes were high. This audition, in my teenage mind, determined whether I would be flipping burgers for the rest of my life or end up having a corner office at some dream job. I had one chance to perfect a 30-minute repertoire that transitioned from the polyphonic motifs of the Baroque era to my favorite Roboto phrasings of the Romantic era balance with an elegant and perfectly crafted Mozart sonata in between. I fitted in five hours of practice each day, even during the school week. I got up at 5am to squeeze in two hours before school. And it paid off. I graced through the audition and thankfully got the scholarship. A full one. Whilst getting a scholarship was a win... I had to retain it because I was subject to performance. I researched hard for the perfect piano teacher and finally discovered a legendary teacher called Mrs. Lynn Denali. Her name was next to many award-winning artists. My passion for music bloomed under Mrs. D. Music was no longer about perfecting the same pieces again and again for the sake of passing exams. Mrs. D. inspired me to learn as many pieces as as I wanted. She encouraged me to play in competitions and concerts. And I really, my love for music started to grow at that point. And and instead of helping me count with a long ruler, Mrs. D. sang and danced around her beautiful black shiny Steinway. And on those cold winter days in Melbourne, her gorgeous, cute kitty, Benny, would curl up next to a stream of sunshine through the big glass windows. He would join in with Mrs. D, purring me on as I play. There's a stark difference in Mrs. D's approach to teaching. Now we all know that Mrs. Koo taught me how to play. But Mrs. D added something more. She taught me how to feel. When I was learning Gershwin's The Man I Love, and there wasn't a single note of love in my notes, Mrs. D put her hands on my shoulder and asked me to close my eyes. She said, Imagine, you're making love to the piano. Feel each of the ivory keys. Lean into it. Okay, I was 13. I was a complete geek. I was focused on topping the class each year. I didn't chase boys. I had no idea what she was talking about, but I pretended. (laughs) At that moment, even Benny the cat probably knew more of what she was talking about than me. Meow, Benny proudly answered. I started to see myself grow as a musician. I began listening to recordings of music that I wanted to learn. I loved listening to how different artists could interpret the same piece of music so differently. With a bit of help from Mrs D, I was ready to taste the sweetness of my first love when I turned 16. Sitting at the rehearsal of the piano dress with the Victorian State Opera, I felt my fingers caressing the lustrous keys. I felt my body being seduced by the, the notes of Lassie Daram Lamano. I felt my heart being stolen as Don Giovanni asked Zelina for her hand and led us home to his castle.
0: Thanks for listening to this story brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. If you like listening to these stories, why not leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform? If you find all of our storytelling wonderfully inspiring and you feel like giving storytelling a try yourself, come to a workshop where we can help you for free to find your best story. No need to come with a fully formed story, just a fragment or an idea will do. Our hosts will help you craft your story to be the best it can be. Find information on how to find the next workshop on hongkongstories.com. Thanks also go out to our unsung hero of this podcast. Today, it's Yuri, who curated and directed our April 2018 show. Thanks for all your work, Yuri. The music on this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell. May your week be filled with superheroes, your favorite music, and a sublime appreciation of the mundane.